Welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast, Vitamizers. I am Allison here with MSW Lounge in Austin, Texas, as always. I'm so excited to share this episode with y'all. I know I say this every single time, but for real, this was a crazy fun podcast. I apologize if the sound is a little bit weird. Um, Don't let that deter you from listening. There's so many good nuggets in here, but we fit five people on this episode, not including myself. Um, Is that right? Yeah, we had five. So um, there were six people possibly talking at any given time on this episode. The main guest is incredible, though, and I was so excited to um, meet her. But uh, you guys met Jenny Weaver last week, and this week she joins as one of the guest co-hosts on the show uh, with Baldo and John. Um, She didn't do too much hosting this time. Baldo kind of ran the show, but uh, yeah, Jenny was here with us. And before I introduce our guest this episode, of course, we have to read off all the info. Uh, MSW Lounge is located in Westlake Hills in Austin, Texas. They provide a variety of services, including vitamin shots and IVs, the whole Slenderella family, concierge medicine, chiropractic, massage therapy, a drink, a vitamin drink bar, and tons of other local company offerings for ways to clean up your health and naturally stay that way for a long time. Find out more at www.mswlounge.com. Slenderella is a vitamin shot and IV blend that was designed to help your liver function optimally. It got its name when the creators started noticing that liver detox was causing many clients to lose weight. Now there is a whole line of different Slenderella blends that you can customize for your needs, as well as a supplement line to support all of your Slenderella goals. You can find find distributors and more information at www.slenderellausa.com. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more at flabs2fitness.com. It's F-L-A-B-S-T-O fitness.com. Also, could I have sound more, sounded more Texan when I said content? Man, geez. All right. Last but not least, Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique at Wellness Studio, focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre- and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date on their events and programs. Okay, our guest today is Rachel Brooks-Smith, and personally, I have been a fan of hers for a while. She's got an incredible story that she shares on this episode today, so I'm not going to do any spoilers, but she is an actress and dancer based out of LA who is a huge proponent of health. Um, She talks about keto, intermittent fasting, gut health in general, and she's just such a smiley, happy, fun person who just really likes to be creative and get others to be so as well. So uh, I will let her and the whole gang take it from here. It's like I said, it's a wild party of an episode. I hope you guys feel like you're hanging out with us in the lounge, just like we had so much fun doing. So here is Rachel Brooks-Smith on the How Do You Health podcast. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, guys, so welcome to the How Do You Know podcast once again. We have a big group today. It's going to be fun. Uh, let's see, I'll start over here on my right. Uh, well, no, we'll start on my, <laughs> on my left. This is Jenny Weaver, and she's uh, she's going to be joining in. She's going to be one of our guest hosts in the future as well, too. So it's going to be fun because uh, this is her first time joining in on a podcast. We're actually going to be shooting with her on Friday, yeah. right? Awesome. Um, that's great. And then we got Rachel here. What's up, guys? Rachel Brooksmith. Yes. I'll give you a little kick there. Yeah. <laughs> She's visiting from California. She's doing some filming out here in Austin, and uh, we're trying to get her to stay. Maybe yes. not let her leave. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't need to do boobies, you know. Yeah. There's, There's lots of boobies here. Yeah. There's lots of boobies here. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then we got Emilio. Uh, he's with uh, Pull Centers, yep. and doesn't look. He's a. He's one of us, one of the biohackers, right. and one of yeah. the fun guys to I, work you're with. You're saying I'm not one of you? Like, oh. I'm not, I'm not one of you. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Not yet. Right? Yeah. Say, yeah. Once, we, once you get on. Once, once you get on, five minutes in, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Halfway through this bag. Halfway through this bag is when you turn into one of us. Yes, that's right. You're being initiated right now. Yes. And then we got Jonathan here, our nurse practitioner, our famous nurse practitioner and knower of all things hormones and Ooh. vitamins and minerals oh, and amino acids and antioxidants <laughs> and just fun guy to talk to and myself on both of Texas let's do this awesome all right so if you're Rachel if you're if you're a self-proclaimed one of us what is it that you, that you, you follow I mean do you have a lifestyle like a diet I think you're keto right yeah, I just eat a lot of pizza. You eat like, pizza? <laughs> that's how you do it? Like, I watch movies all day long. I don't really move a lot, you know? Like, yeah. It's a lot of ice cream and pizza and, like, sedentariness. Like, Very lethargic. That's what everyone does. They yeah. just work on a computer, <laughs> at a couch. Oh, so yeah. she is yeah. one of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Always it's on a trick question. You got it right. Always on a <laughs> Yeah, we didn't talk about health. We were just saying, like, what do you do? I'm no, looking at a computer all day. I mean, day. 100%. Yeah. I am, like, so passionate about the health and wellness space and, and really disrupting it. Uh, like you said, really redefining what it means to live a healthy lifestyle and what is actually healthy for you from both the like mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually uh, kind of a mindset. And I feel like those are all so interconnected. Um, and my passion for health and wellness really comes from, you know, when I was younger, I just, I grew up in such fear and anxiety um, being a competitive gymnast that caused a lot of, um, I think, negative side effects in gut health, um, probably along with a lot of other things because I tested out every single diet known to man, especially like hardcore, you know, ad kids when it came out, hardcore, like, I mean, just any sort of, like, diet, I feel like, especially after I quit gymnastics, which is a very, very difficult experience, and then saw this movie that changed my life, that made me want to be an actor and a dancer, um, like, I just also got really hardcore into training, because, you know, when you grow up an athlete and a gymnast, like, my body was like this little machine, and all of a sudden, uh, <laughs> you know, after I quit, it started changing, especially around when I was, like, 14, and, like, I all of a sudden went from being like this little muscle machine to like, you know, freaking out because my body was changing. So I got really into health and wellness and like training. Um, my trainer was like, oh, you need to eat five small meals a day. You need to work out and, you know, like kill yourself at the gym. Like all things that I don't believe in at all anymore. Yeah. Um, and but I think from basically from a young age, probably like 14 was when I really got so passionate about it. But I had this, uh, I would be eating things like broccoli and or things that everyone were like, oh, you're eating super healthy, but I felt awful. Like my stomach would always get super bloated and like I just felt like these mood swings like crazy. 
And so it was like this constant quest to understand what was going on in my stomach. But at the time, you know, I get, um, uh, I got a bunch of tests and I, I get sick all the time. Um, and all the doctors were like, oh, you're fine. You're fine. You know, like, don't, like, you know, my parents like, stop being such a drama queen. And I was like, ah. I'm literally in so much pain all the time. Like anything I ate made me feel pretty, like just sick. And the only time I felt good was when I was moving. So everyone was like, oh, you need to rest more or you're too active. And I was like, yeah, but you don't understand. Like, that's the only time I feel good. And later in life, I learned that that was mainly probably because my blood was going away from my organs or from my stomach and my digestion. Uh, so I felt better when I was moving. And whenever I would eat something, I would have the, it was always basically this roller coaster, you know, of yeah. just like not fun to live in. <laughs> um, and then just through my own, you know, I just kind of, after getting like a upper GI and a lower GI and all these different tests done, and all these different doctors saying I was just um, being dramatic, I had to like find different ways of you know trying to figure it out and then um, started studying myself and learning all these different things of you know biohacking and gut health and um, all different kind of uh, I don't know the right word to, to call it it's exactly this you know like yeah. the the new wave I think of of healthcare like personalized healthcare and got like my um, got my blood tested got all my like hormones my uh, <coughs> um, different, I found that I was allergic to soy when I was eating a ton of soy all the time because that was the healthy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also found that my cortisol levels were super high. So like uh, my doctor that I first started working with that really changed my life was like you, I remember <laughs> I remember like crying, crying and like freaking out because he's like, you need to stop doing so much cardio. And I was like, <gasps> I can't do that. <laughs> like that's how I'm going to gain so much weight if I do that, and um, I remember at the point I was so sick and tired of being sick and tired all the time that I actually did trust him and like listen to him, and he was like, stop doing cardio, you can only do yoga and or strength training, like stop eating soy, Um, stop stressing out so much, and um, do more things that make you feel good (laughs) in life, and like stop, you put in a super strict, like very, very, very low sugar diet and a lot of different supplements to help balance out my hormones, Um, and it was like the first time in my life where I could eat something and not feel sick after mm-hmm. and or have like pretty consistent like mood balanced energy rather than these crazy up and downs. Um, and But it went against everything that I thought was mainstream was telling me that was healthy to do, um, especially with eating a lot of like health bars and like protein shakes and like you have to get to stop all that. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like eat whole real food slow down, like learn stress management, um, you know, hear supplements to help heal gut health, like all those different things that there were, you know, game changers. So for me, it's just, um, I want to do everything I can to help people understand you might not be depressed. You might not be like dealing with, um, like you can like weight loss issues. You might just need more B vitamins or you might just need to like figure out your hormones first or you might, you know, like things like that that could be so literally life-saving for people. You said personalized. Yeah. Was that a doctor that personalized for it, or was that you personalized your approach to what you put in your body? Um, I think both. You know, I think we all need to become our own scientists, like our own doctors for our own body and our own health, because at the end of the day, I mean, like, you know you best, but finding other, I think, functional medicine doctors um, that will do things like what you guys do, of, like, blood tests and, like, being able to... I think that's the first step that most people miss, myself included sometimes I'm like oh I can just kind of guess and like figure it out um, but if you know like why not just get a blood test and see where you're at and then be able to supplement according to that with like high quality supplements as opposed yeah. to like 
you know, I, we were talking about before we started, you know, I have, I have some coaching clients I work with, and I'm like, yeah, but I just, I, I take B vitamins, I got them at CVS, you know, or like just, just things that yeah. like I know, like, you know, brands that probably aren't putting great quality, they're not putting good quality stuff in their body, and it's just their bodies aren't, aren't able to absorb it. So really helping people, again, like, you know, as help part themselves. of the reason why, yeah, help people help themselves, and in the long run, probably spend a lot less on like extremely spend a lot less you know maybe you have to start start more to spend less later <laughs> yeah well you said something interesting i want everyone's opinion on this too but i want yours first you say get your blood work done yeah what should people be looking for in blood work? like what would you recommend for someone mm. to like get right off the bat to check out i mean i think it is so again personalized you know like what somebody might be going through might be different than somebody else but i think at the end of the day like vitamin deficiencies you know knowing if you're like for me i recently got my blood test and i could feel like i was like something is just so off like i just don't feel like me and i was b deficient and i was d deficient and i was glutathione deficient and just for those learning those three things alone <coughs> as soon as i got on like a high quality b and d and took some like glutathione ivs like like within three days, I felt like I was able to feel this like, uh, um, just good, you know? Like I went from feeling kind of like in this, I would say depression is such a strong word, but just like unable to handle stress like I could or like unmotivated or just feeling super like heavy and like lethargic in my body to feeling like just like this positive outlook on life again that I knew was me, you know? like. Yeah. So I have this, like, I, I, I like to name different personalities inside of me because I feel like we all have different personalities inside of us, and especially being an actress, you know, it's, like, kind of fun to do. And even my clients, it's really powerful to, like, label and say, like, okay, we all have, you know, like, a victim-minded character inside of us. We all have a superhero character inside of us. We all have, like, a, a mom, like, a motherly love type character or, like, a fatherly love type character or, like, a little kid inside of us. And so naming those characters and then kind of tapping into those characters when we you know they might be being louder than they should or like knowing who's running the show. Um, so my, my like victim-minded character is Gretchen. And so at that time, Gretchen was like really loud. And I was like, all right, Gretchen, I hear you. Like it's a way to step outside of yourself and become like kind of an observer mode, um, talking to different parts of you. And I was like, okay, you know, when she was getting super loud when I was in this phase of like just not feeling like me, like my powerhouse character, um, uh, yeah, so I mean, it's just just really creative ways. You know, I think health is so it's so interconnected between obviously there's supplements, there's there's blood tests, there's IVs, but then there's so much of it is in our mind and in like our heart as well. So I think just all connecting everything, you know, can be so powerful. And the power of imagination and creativity to help um, tap into those elements of us is really powerful too. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Um, your your knowledge of what goes on with you is nothing short of amazing because it's it's something that you've taken a lot of time and effort to get to that point right like it's yeah. not like you just said all right i got gut problems mm. all right what are i'm going to take a probiotic and then you know that i should you know, stop eating dairy and things like that, right like, <laughs> yeah. i mean that's that's it just doesn't happen <laughs> no. that way right like everyone here yeah has a story yeah about like how they found something going on they didn't find the answer and they said i'm gonna go out of my way to make it better yeah right so that's why the question was like you know like why 
of what should you do to start off with. Most people don't know, yeah. right? Like Jenny has an amazing story she'll tell on Friday about how she went off on her own to do something. You went off on your own. Yeah. And, and you said like, all right, well, I'm going to look at vitamin deficiencies. Yeah. So you and probably, hormone health too. Like that, said, that's what I was hormone, kind of hoping you were going to no, say. No, I mean, 100%. That. And even something I know now, you know, I think that's a constant thing that I love sharing people. Like it's not a one-time thing. You know, it's yeah, a see. lifelong practice and a commitment and like I know for the past several months I've been saying I need to get my hormones checked I need to get my hormones checked and I just haven't done it I keep putting it off right and so like um and I'm so open about that right like it's a it's a constant practice that we have to like stay on top of you know um but I think hormone health is like I mean everything because you could have awesome gut health you could have an awesome diet you could have awesome workouts but like if your hormones are off it doesn't matter, you know? So I'm going to ask you this question, and I want everyone's opinion on this, playing devil's advocate. Like, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 16. You're 16. <laughs> <laughs> so, so at 16 years old, if you're 16-year-old, really worried about hormones issues. Like, I would think you have more than enough hormones to go around, right? So it, it, do you have a deficiency of hormones? Is that what happens? That it was going on with you? Or is that one was up higher than it should have been? Like, imba- yeah, imbalance, you know? Like, I, before when I got my hormones checked, um, my, which actually was surprising, my testosterone was really low, um, especially being an athlete. My uh, doctor at the time was, like, really surprised because you would think having more muscle, he was like, I would think that you'd have your testosterone be a lot higher. So you, because you are so driven and motivated and, um, you know, have a lot of muscle tone, um, but for me, I was feeling, you know, maybe that was what was on the outside, but for me, I was feeling a lot of the opposite. And hence, I was very like, yeah, that makes sense to me because I have felt, um, you know, testosterone being, um, you know, being able to, I know there's a lot of other factors to this, but, you know, um, giving you more of that, like, kind of drive or energy or motivation. Um, I knew that that was off. So I was very like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah that just like Mm -hmm. for life I just like felt like it was really lacking from what I was used to um and it's a really funny story actually okay so he I got put on um some testosterone cream as well as um uh, progesterone because my progesterone was also low and so I had to do the shoot in Cape Town so I went to Cape Town on this fitness shoot where I had to be in like you know very little clothing in the sand dunes mind Mm -hmm. you um, so I had been prescribed, um, you know, with these progesterone, uh, testosterone cream and progesterone pills. And <laughs> so there's two different types of progesterone, you know. So one of them is 50 milligrams that I was supposed to take day 1 through 14. And the other one was like 75 milligrams that I was supposed to take day 14 through day um, whatever, 28 of my cycle. <coughs> so... You should probably read labels, you know, before you start taking medication that you've been prescribed. Because I was like, oh, I'm supposed to just take, I just looked at, like, okay, take one a day, one a day. So I was taking 150 milligrams of progesterone when I was supposed to be taking 50 at one point and 75 at another point. So needless to say, in the middle of Cape Town in the sand dunes during this job that I had to do, <laughs> I got, literally felt like my body was like exploding from the inside out. It got so puffy and nauseous and because my progesterone was like shh, through the roof. So yeah, you should read <laughs> everything. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you, you're very so open to talk about it. Yeah. I think yeah. that's another, yeah. Thing. Yeah. That's another <laughs> thing that we hear a lot too. People will say like, well, I don't want to really check anything because I don't, I don't want to know if something's wrong. 
Oh my gosh, that's like yeah, the worst. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We hear that a lot. You yes. better not go, they're gonna find something. Yeah, you, you hear that a lot, right? It's like, yeah. ah, I just don't really want to know because then what if I find something that I yeah, do something about it? Yeah. 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 No, it's true. Well, and it's it's scary. I mean, I think a lot of people are scared of change, you know, and um, or being uncomfortable. And that's something that I talk about all the time with my brand that I created called Disruptive. That's about like, you know, disrupting doubt and fear and doing the thing that scares you, you know, and doing the thing that maybe is uncomfortable because that will lead, that's what will lead to your biggest breakthrough. Um, and, and that story kind of comes from, you know, when I, I was a little girl, I saw this, this movie that changed my life um, at a very difficult time. It was right after I had surgery and broke my hand and like, um, and I had a very life-changing moment in this, in this theater when I was like, that's what I want to do with my life. And it was so powerful where I like literally sat in the theater and like cried after and like started visualizing myself doing that. Um, because it, in that moment, you know, especially talking about like health and wellness, like the power of creativity, imagination, storytelling to, to give yourself like a, even a physiological response to something that can shift even, uh, you know, your physical state in your body you know, I felt, before I saw that movie, I felt super, like, lost, depressed, my, you know, because my mom didn't want to talk to me, my friends didn't want to talk to me, my whole identity was, like, shot, because my, all I knew was gymnastics, so when I saw this movie, it was, like, this repurpose for life, you know, I think the purpose is so powerful, and, uh, <laughs> so, you know, I started talking about that, I was, like, I'm going to, I'm going to act, I'm going to dance, I'm going to inspire, and everyone was, like, yeah, have fun trying, nobody ever makes it, and I had to do a lot of things that were terrifying for me you know I was so scared to move out to LA when I was 18 by myself I was so scared to go to auditions after people told me that I was never going to make it you know I was so scared to um <laughs> I almost didn't go to this audition that was actually um so the movie I saw was called Center Stage right when I was 14 moved out to LA worked my ass off everybody told me I would never be successful at it about six years after I saw that movie and I had been like I'd watch it every day I would like journal about it. I like put um, it's on my dream board. You know what I mean? Like I just did everything. That movie was so powerful for me, and so I would just see center stage all the time, everywhere. I'd watch it when I get sad. Um, and then there was this casting call on the wall that said like, uh, this was right after or after a year after I moved to LA, that said lead uh, auditions for the lead role in Center Stage Two, which was like the sequel to the movie that you know totally changed my life. And I almost didn't go. Like, I literally went home, and I was like, I'm not going to go. I already took ballet that day. I don't need to do it again, you know? Like, and I had just gotten turned down by a bunch of different acting agents saying I wasn't ready yet. Um, and I just had this moment where I was just like, this feeling of, like, you, just, you have to go. And thank goodness I went, because I went in, I went for that role, and then I had to go in six different times, feeling so scared the entire time, like, terrified to the point where, like, I almost didn't want to go back every single time I had to go back in again and again and again and again for this film and then but if I wouldn't have done that if I wouldn't have been uncomfortable if I wouldn't have stepped into change or been open to just being there and being present um, I would have never booked that role and that was I I will never forget this moment driving down the street getting a call from an agent that had turned me down uh, like two months ago saying oh you know Sony Pictures wants to book you as the lead in this film for this role you know, and uh, for Center Stage 2. And that was like the movie that changed my life as a little girl that I said I wanted to do and be, uh, and that everybody told me I would never be able to do. 
Um, and so through kind of that experience and so many other experiences in my life, it was just learning, you know, that, like, that change is, is good, you know, and challenge is a good thing. And so the, the fear that we all have against doing new things or trying new things or stepping outside our comfort zone, like, to disrupt that you know, use creativity and imagination. And, and every time I got so scared, I would use movement or, or, um, or storytelling or, or music to, to fuel that kind of fire, you know, inside of me. And if it wasn't for that, you know, I think, especially with this, like, how do you do health? Like, I do health <laughs> through um, using the power of that. I think there's power in movement. There's power in creativity and imagination. Like, and all of this, it was just somebody saying, hey, what we're, ha- what we're using right now, like these vitamins, aren't working, you know? So like, let's figure out a better way. Let's like use imagination and creativity to figure out something that does work better, you know? And that's why we're here. So that's why I'm celebrating you guys with this. That's <laughs> cool. That's, that's awesome. Nice. Yeah. I, I like the idea of, of movement, right? Like everyone in this room here is very, very active, yeah. right? I mean, Pilates, yoga, <laughs> What are you What are you doing nowadays? Like you, I lift weights, dude. You lift weights. Now? <laughs> I see you I dancing. Bro. I see you dancing. Bro. I see you doing stand up mic night. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just do whatever I want. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm an actor too, though. But yeah, we did a dance class together yes, yesterday. That's right. That's so right. I, I, I dance is my main form of cardio, and I lift weights. I actually did, came in late today because I was deadlifting before this. Of course you were. Like, of course you were. Coming in at three. What do you do? Oh man, sports, hit workouts, uh, yoga. I love yoga. Now I do dance and some <laughs> World Cup flows. Did y'all have that already <laughs> planned out? Y'all been working on that, or was this like oh a spontaneous <laughs> thing? In the morning, like doing morning routines and stuff, uh, we decided to like. I was, so I was watching the World Cup, and I was like, oh man. So I saw this Instagram thing called Breakletics, where they do like a little, like. Um, like a pre-warm-up, but like kind of a breakdancing twist. And it was always kind of in the back of my mind. And I was like, because I used to breakdance back in the day, like when I was like sixth grade through like freshman year, like to turn, with tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's on the ground. Yeah. We got a part of it. It's on the ground. So I think I did this like one move that I was doing, and I'm like, you know, it, that one thing led to like her imagination, creativity, and all the things that she's talking about. And we just kind of went back and forth on some things. I'd say within like 10 minutes, we're like, yeah, yeah, we could do this. And we kind of went in and literally I called my buddy who's next door and I said, hey, um, do you mind like filming this? Like we might have this whole thing. World Cup's on, Mexico's playing the next day. So I was like, I have a Mexico jersey. Um, you know, I wish USA was there because I have USA jerseys, but they weren't. We were talking about that. And so anyway, it was just like real quick. It was just kind of like doing rather than, you know, being in your head about it. It's like, it's not, it's not about being perfect. It's like, let's go and have fun. We went outside. It was hot as heck, but yeah. we went out there and did it. And, um, yeah, just my buddy just started shooting and, you know, maybe a few times. Well, and, and it we was got so it. interesting, too, because we were literally that morning, we right before that, too, we had had this, I, I had been really wanting to create a program that is, like, meals, movements, and mindsets for busy lifestyles that result in more, um, cre- um, sorry, confidence, productivity, and resilience, right? The, using movement to fuel, to overcome both, like, uh, insecurities, doubts, fears, as well as like different challenges that are going on in our life. So how we can use both like breath and movement, um, and incorporate these mindsets while you're moving and while you're listening to this music that's fueling you, um, to help you step into like the highest, strongest, best version of you, you know, that are super quick. You can really do like something that is like five to 10 minutes and you feel completely different after, you know, where it's not just about like just, Oh, I'm just going to go lift weights. It's like, how can I use this 
this movement and the power of like breath and like vocalizing stuff too. Like, you know, like so many times I think we also get so trapped up here, like just from not feeling heard, you know, I think like so many times just as humans, like we want to feel like we're heard, like we matter, like we're loved. Mm-hmm. And so you can use the power of like breath and meditation and mindset and movement to feel all of those feelings to then go fuel yourself so that you can go make that sales call, you know, that, that you've been putting off or go to that meeting that you're scared to have or talk to that person that you want to go or go to that audition that you want to, you know, you've been scared to go to. Um, so we started, there were literally, we created like a flow for that. So I was like, hey, you want to work on these, yeah. this, these workouts with me? Um, so we created like this really cool flow that I was like, oh, okay, let's let's do more of them. We can do a program together. And then all of a sudden, the World Cup was on. And yeah. then he's like, oh, yeah, the soccer ball. What can we do with the soccer ball? Yeah. And then we just, like, literally yeah, yeah. created something. So I, that's why I think the power of, I mean, you know, the power of creativity and imagination is, is everything. You know, like, every awesome thing we have in this world is because somebody said, like, oh, I wonder what I could create with that. Or, like, I wonder what, like, how I could make that better, you know? Yeah, but you also orchestrated it, though. Like, that, it was art that y'all created. Yeah. It's essentially what it was. Right? But it was a, yeah. it was an expression of not only movement but like you and your personality. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And a message too of like, you know, we really were inspired by it. We loved the fact that it was saying talking about like unity. You know, right. like, especially team, yeah. yeah, and today, you know, like with social media and that's a whole other thing, you know, that I feel like is really can be such a powerful tool for helping people, but also like a really uh, unhealthy thing for mm-hmm. people, you know, that's causing a lot of stress, anxiety, depression. Um, and, and lack of real human connection, you know, that is so powerful for overall health and wellness. Um, and so I think, you know, what I love to do, like I, even, I created like an inner circle group where just really trying to, to utilize social media in, in the most, in a way to actually really connect, you know, in an authentic way to make people feel like they matter and that they're loved and that like regardless of whatever level you're on in life, you know, whatever success you've had, like, everybody has doubts, fears, insecurities, challenges, like nobody has their shit together ever. You know what I mean? Like we do, but we all have like, you know, like you might look awesome on the outside. Like some of my role models, like I know like Sandra Bullock is my hero, right? Like I love her. Like I want to do a movie with her, but like, and as awesome as she looks to me and like this, like, and like Gal Gadot, you know what I mean? I look at her and I'm like, oh, she's perfect life, perfect body, perfect everything. I know that somewhere like she has her bad days too you know like she has her fears and her insecurities too so i think when we can can come at life and like every person we look at oh like this quote we heard the other day like um regardless of like your you know kind of spiritual beliefs it said like if you can't see god in all like you can't see god at all and i just love that you know of like and and replacing you know whatever your kind of uh feeling comes up feelings that come up with the word god you know, just like, even if it's like love, if you can't see love in all, you can't see love at all, you know, yeah. uh, because I think we can look at every person and, and realize like, hey, like, I have so much compassion and empathy for you because we're all going through this crazy life experience together, you know, full of all these like ups and downs. It's like, there's so much more love that can be, regardless of your like color, race, size, shape. Sure. But yeah. you have, you have to you have to actually vocalize that yeah right and i think what we find in this culture is that too often or not we're afraid to speak up right i we we talked about social media and obviously everyone here is big into social media except for me um but but one of the things i like i don't get on facebook i actually check today only just because like you know you gotta check messages or whatever right but um 
Instagram, I find all these stories. Yeah. Like those long posts that y'all do, and y'all say like, "Warning, this is a long post." And I'm like, "All right," but I'm almost incentivized. Like, "Well, I'm gonna read it now, right?" <laughs> and it's like, "So what is it about?" Challenging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, if it's longer than thirty seconds, I'm out. But yeah. like, yeah. So like, you look at it and you'll see where they're coming from, and it's usually like a photo of like. I normally don't talk about this stuff, but this is me today, or this is yeah. what I've been going through lately, right? This is what I'm thinking. It's okay to feel like that, right? Uh, one of the things I got turned on about Facebook was a bunch of crap of people just bitching. Yeah. Just bitching about things. I don't like this, and I'm, why is this? And then, of course, with the election a couple years ago, everyone hated on this, and it's just an excuse to, to hate on people about whatever their beliefs are. You know, you turn it on the other side of it and say social media connects and brings the conversation to the forefront. Right, and everyone here has a different walk of life they're encountering right now, right? And you're going through the same emotions, same distress, same types of issues, right? It's not like you become pregnant and then like, you know, like all your other issues before go away, right? Like you're focused on something else. It's not like you land that movie that you've yeah. always wanted and all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm no longer depressed or I'm longer, yeah. I still have right. gut issues. Yeah. It's not like that's gonna solve it. There was a, a, a thing the other day, we went to Cinderella Ball and I did, very successful, uh, successful people, and they were like, I had all the money in the world, and the only thing I cared about was my health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing. And so if we care enough about it, it's not just going to be about the physical, right? Yeah. Vanity muscles and all that stuff, too. It could be something as simple as movement of dancing, yeah. doing Pilates, doing stand-up comedy, right? Doing, yeah. Getting up on stage and saying, like, I have a voice. Here's what I have to say. But starting a conversation because your story will inspire <coughs> someone else's story inspire someone else's that says you know i have that same thing too mm-hmm. yeah totally. you know and so then it puts you out there to say well get off your ass and do something about it yeah this person did something yeah you know i'm not going to sit here and just wither away or say oh woe is me yeah you know like i have depression yeah. so what i'm going to deal with it right well see and i love this too right so you said like i have depression of like help people understand that maybe like okay so how different does it feel to say i have depression as opposed to i'm feeling depressed right now like mm-hmm. completely different feeling tones in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and so understanding of like, you you don't have depression, like you might feel depressed. Um, and this is what I love to kind of like challenge people with, you know? Like yes, people can be clinically, you know, diagnosed with depression, but is that just a, a thought or a story or belief? Um, as hard as that is to maybe believe, if you're really feeling awful, um, just to, to, challenge, to challenge things, you know, to challenge every thought or every story or belief that you have about yourself or the world around you and just say like is that really true like is it really true that i'm like i'm depressed or is that somebody that's just something that a doctor told me or that i just that my mom told me that you know like where did i get that belief from you know because i think too so many times we just have all these thoughts that are going in our head and we never question them of saying like wait where is that coming from where do i even get that and why do i believe it and is it helping me or is it hurting me and knowing that you can you know disrupt that and change it to one that that does fuel you you know you I could choose to believe that I'm awful and ugly and like not worth anything like I could totally choose to believe that and I could come up with a bunch of reasons to justify those if I really wanted to but like I could also believe that like I'm awesome and amazing and talented and beautiful and also come up with a lot of reasons to justify that mm-hmm. which is like what you where you're focused on like expands and like having the courage to to really question those those like everything is a story you know it's like who do you believe you are like what do you believe you deserve and like why 
you know? Yeah. I, like, I always like the thought or the idea of, like, you're, you're not your thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're not your thoughts. And I think, too, like, you're not your emotions either. Being you able know? to challenge something that's, like, familiar to you. So, yeah. so many years you've been telling yourself these things. Yeah. And to be like, mm, I'm going to decide to believe something else. Yeah. But it's scary because you've relied on that thought no matter how negative for so many years. I think it's relevant, like, for from the acting standpoint again too like you need to be so empathetic that you can literally step into someone else's shoes mm -hmm. and so the example I always give for people I am a white woman raised in central Texas in a Christian household um, <laughs> how am I going to have the same exact beliefs as someone from the Middle East who has been raised in completely different <coughs> circumstances than I am what who am I to judge or think yeah. that their opinions are diff are less than mine. We had different life experiences and we are such a product of our environment that being able to dissociate from your opinions, your emotions, your like whatever your mentality is at that moment and realize that you are so much a product of your environment yeah. that if you were placed somewhere else, it would be completely different. 100%. I think that's a huge a hugely beneficial practice to, to be used to yeah. um, because you know again talking about all those arguments that you see people getting in people just think that they are their opinions mm -hmm. and that's why they're so ready that's why they're so ready to stick by them no matter what even if they're convinced that they're wrong yeah. and I think that's just I don't know that's my little soapbox that I like yeah, to get I into <laughs> um, I agree but, like it's funny you bring that up about the, the labeling aspect because that's really what it is if you go up to someone and say I think you're depressed it's a stigma that comes with it, right? Like, I'm labeling you something in a negative connotation, and it's like, well, why do we have to view it that way? Yeah. Right? It's a symptom. Like, yeah. own up to it. Be proud of it. Like, yeah. yeah, so I'm depressed. I'm moody right now. Yeah. Let me be moody. Let me be pissed yeah. off right now, right? Because you start that conversation like, I accept it. You should accept it too, right? And if you accept it internally, then essentially you don't look at it as a fault, Right, and I think like with like Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade and anyone else who struggles with that, they look at it as this is I'm broken. Yeah, yeah I have yeah. fault to it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Why is that? Why is that an issue? It's okay to be depressed. Yeah. It's okay to have low mood. It's okay to not have a hundred percent of energy all the time. Well, it's okay to not smile. Oh yeah. my gosh, that was like yeah. the dimension yeah. that makes it. That was like yeah. the biggest makes thing for me, especially you know I think so much of you know also understanding that so much of who we are really does go back to like our childhood you know so many things we pick up our beliefs or habits patterns and like you know I had to do some serious like inner work to understand all of like some things that were really blocking me in life and like growing up I grew up with like a very like my mom and dad were constantly doing things and moving and like we and me and my brothers and sisters all of that you know kind of learned that like if, unless we were extremely active and extremely productive and extremely everything like we didn't feel like we were like worthy of our parents' love in some way, which is totally, you know, maybe on our heads or whatever, but it's just like the way we kind of whatever felt. And, um, but like learning that, you know, like I used to learn think like unless I was the best at everything, like I wasn't worthy of love or unless I felt my mom would always be like, oh, well, you should, you need to be happy. Why are you sad? Don't be sad. Just be happy. And I was like, yeah. but, mm -hmm. but I'm not happy right now, <laughs> you know? And like, and you know, me and my mom have like grown so much and done so much work together, and now we have like a, such a beautiful relationship where it's not that way anymore. And like, kind of learning and growing together, and I think it's just so powerful. And he did something we were talking about the other day. Like, I was feeling all oh, these emotions come up, and he was like, "Hey, just say like, I I welcome you. Like, I'm glad you're here. You know, if it's if it's sadness, it's anger, if it's fear, mm -hmm. and it was just so cool because like I literally felt this feeling of 
like as soon as I said, all right, all right, sadness, I'm, I'm welcoming you. I am glad you're here. You know, like, what are you trying to teach me? Mm-hmm. It was like the, this release, this feeling in my body where it's all of a sudden it was like, I didn't feel this like, <laughs> so sad, you know, it was just like, okay, like, I don't know. It just was a really cool thing. So I think that's more we can <coughs> teach people that, you know, instead of like pushing it away. And I mean, I feel like it is the brave thing to do to feel sadness or to feel fear or to feel anything that we're going through mm-hmm. uh, rather than like, you know, people talk about it being like a weak thing. It's like, no, yeah. I'm going to say that's, that's the brave thing. That's the only way you'll ever actually heal and or like learn the lesson so you don't have to keep repeating the same mm-hmm. shit sure. over and over and over again. And people are like suffering because of that. Like, you know, yeah. it's like they're resisting their feelings and emotions and all that stuff. And it's like, I don't feel like the change or anything is what causes suffering. It's like the resistance to change, the mm-hmm. resistance to feel something. And like yeah. you said, whether it's all these masks we're putting on, like, oh, I need to be happy, like your mom's saying yeah. at an early age. Yeah, I mean, I do that that exercise with my clients or friends or family, and it's not straight telling what to do, but I invite them to try it because, you know, in the shadow work or men's work that I do, shadows being like the things we hide, suppress, and deny about ourselves mm-hmm. and these masks we wear. Um, yeah, if you're feeling that, yeah, dude, like just what I was doing there just you know stop and I'll like breathe and I and I I kind of figure out okay what is the emotion first of all and then once I find it say yeah like welcome to the party like I'm glad you're here and then just breathe in through that and it does just go away you'd be surprised if no one has done that before um because I think when you're when you're like distracting yourself from it it grows and grows and grows and then once you said oh I'm fine with you come on in you've immediately taken the power back Mm -hmm. yeah and I, Immediately I, in that sense. I, I, and I want you to think about <clears throat> what you said there because you accept to say, I'm going to face you head on, yeah. right? And yeah. I, I'll, I'll bring this, this point up. Every person in this room has most likely been told, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. You can't do that, mm-hmm. right? And did that stop you? Did you fail and then realize, you know what? I can pick myself up and try again. I have right? a feeling the people in this room are the ones that took it as a challenge yeah. <laughs> and accepted it. Right. So, <laughs> so it's it's yeah. But it, it, it does, it's something you accept though, like just like grievance, right? Like yeah. this person passed, I don't have this thing anymore. Mm-hmm. What I have to learn to accept it. I have to change the frequency of yeah. my thought process, yeah. right? If I choose to accept depression, as a form of, of something that is going to harm me down the road, then you go down this path of just accepting that it's a negative issue, right? But if you embrace it and say, look, I get to view the world in a different light. Yeah. You know, Daniel Johnson uh, drew the uh, Hi, How Are You frog down on Guadalupe. Mm-hmm. And uh, our good friends have formed a foundation for them called Hi, How Are You to address the idea of removing the stigma, but, but saying like embrace it. Mm-hmm. The guy who, who drew it, wonderful artist but he's uh, bipolar schizophrenic mm. Mm. how many people have told him like dude you're literally crazy like yeah. don't do yeah. this and he said I'm inspiring I'm doing something that is basically inspiring someone else to say this is me too and it's not 100% happiness yeah. on Instagram like mm-hmm. everyone says it is and posts yeah. and all that yeah, yeah, yeah. there's so yeah. many things behind it that yeah. says no I'm miserable inside yeah. I'm not having a good day but I'm going to post this picture because I want to change the way my brain is looking at the world. Yeah. Right now. Well, and I think it's just so important. Absolutely. You know, I talk about this all the time of like, I think authenticity and human connection is something that is so, could be so much, like something to we could work on. We could really work on <laughs> as a people. Mm-hmm. Just being, being honest. Really authentic yeah. and transparent and, and actually <clears throat> like really genuinely wanting to connect with people. And it's, it's, it's difficult. It's again, it's a daily practice. I think everything is just like a muscle. You know, I love viewing things of like, any sort of emotional strength is just like a muscle. If I'm going to go 
if I want to get like awesome arms and do like get some cool biceps going on, I'm going to do some like a lot of curls or, you know, like um, the best e exercise ever every day, you know, <laughs> like all the time. Otherwise I'm going to lose it, you know? Yeah. So like, if I want to be an awesome human, like I'm going to have to practice really connecting with people on a regular basis. I'm going to have to practice really loving people on a regular basis, you know? Um, and or loving myself on a regular basis. Yeah. And, uh, but I think so many times, you know, I think it's so important to celebrate our wins, you know, as just like celebrate our wins, like talk about the great stuff, but also on that same level, like talk about the shitty stuff, you know, like talk about when it's like, I will openly, and even on my social media, you're talking about like, there's a lot of times when I'm like, um, coming from a place of not this like complaining or like victim minded mode, but like, man, today was really hard. This is what I learned, you know? Like, I started this series called The Disruptive Thought of the Day. It was just, like, here's what I went through. Here's what I learned from it. You know, like, here's a different perception or, like, different way of looking at it to try out. And, you know, because I just feel like we all go through so many challenges and that that's what's the, that is what is really inspiring and empowering because I think, um, you know, the person on the other side of the camera <laughs> watching or viewing the thing like, yeah, it's fun to see pretty pictures and, like, it's awesome, you know, but when people really are authentic and, like, man, today was rough, you know, like, I was going through a serious challenge and this is what, this is what happened, this is what I'm going through, this is what I'm trying to be open to learning, like, that's what, that's what makes my day, you know, like, that's what really helps me and that's what I try to and strive to, you know, put out as much as I can, you know. Yeah, well, I, I can tell you right now, you inspire so many people, mm -hmm. just like everyone else does in this room, and... It's people like you. It's not going to be the doctors of the world, unfortunately, that are going to relate health and wellness to people in a sense that will they'll be able to understand it better. You yeah. went out of your way just to understand your body better, and that basically meant that you changed the way you viewed things, you inspired others, and then they learned from you, I can do that too, and they pass it along, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's basically just starting the conversation. Yeah. And being disruptive is being a rebel, yeah. going against the norm. If everyone <laughs> was the same, there'd be no one to stand out to be jealous of. There'd be no one out there to be envious of. There would be no trendsetters. There'd be no trailblazers. We wouldn't have Michael Dells. We wouldn't have wouldn't Bill evolve. Gates. We wouldn't, we yeah. wouldn't evolve. We yeah. would yeah. adapt or die, right? Yeah. And so that's the thing. You gotta be disruptive. You gotta challenge the status quo. And it's okay if you fail. It's okay if you're different. It's okay if you suck at something because we're not perfect at everything. So, yeah. uh, or anything, I, like what is perfect? You know, yeah. like yeah. is there such a thing? I love yeah. that so much. Yeah. Or even yeah. what is failing, right? We label, yeah. we label all this up like, oh, yeah. that's a fail, that's a success. It's like, you could just be all learning, right? That's I, like, yeah, I, that too, yeah. right? It's like, I failed yeah. until I succeeded. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what it came to. Remember, yeah. Jordan got cut, until. you know, freshman year in basketball, so that, like you totally Every single that. person who's done amazing things in this world literally has a story <laughs> that is like mind blowing of how many times it didn't work before they got that yeah. thing. You know, yeah, whether yeah. it's Oprah, whether it's Tony Robbins, whether it's Will Smith, whether it's Jim Carrey, like, you know what I mean? Like, all of their stuff. It's yep. like, how many times did they fall forward and just keep falling and falling and falling until one day they just like fell upward? You gotta find all the ways it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Well, I think you learn so much in those times where like a lot of those people like Oprah, Tony Robbins, whatever they were yeah. talking about, they need to be a type of person there because it's a lot of responsibility there. And it's like, you know, I always talk about like two years ago, if I got some of the responsibility I have now, like I, would, I'd be, I wouldn't be able to hold on to it or do it in the right way like if they gave me a lot of the power that I have not power but like a lot of the position that I have or a lot of the whatever I have or influence I have I just I wasn't the right person for it at all and I feel like during those hard times like I learned so much about myself and other people and God universe source whatever you want to call it to where now where I'm at now I feel really good and like 
just calm and, and, and doing the right thing. That can, you know what I mean? So I think that's a huge thing as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I think we could probably can continue this conversation for a while. You're just gonna have to move to Austin now. I know. <laughs> and just yeah. like, this is what's gonna be. Yeah, because this know? is what happens here. Yeah. This is Austin. This is yeah. like the like-minded no, mindset. No, I say so. like I love it here so much. Other people, and thank you so much for having me on here. Thank you for doing what you do. You know, and I'm excited to figure out ways we can um, collaborate and help as many people as possible. Yeah. You know, of course, the world needs. The world needs this, you know. They need like, disruptors. Yeah, they, yeah big right. time. They need yeah. disruptors. Yeah. yeah. So time. where can they find you? Yes, where yeah, can they yeah, find yeah. you? Um, I think like the the I'm all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean the the movement that I started, we have a it's fueled by an apparel line. That's what I call wearable reminders. That's disruptiveapparel.com. Um, you know, wearable reminders of your ability to disrupt doubt and fear and be your own hero. Um, and then rachelbsmith.com or my Instagram is rbrooksmith. I think is, but that kind of leads you to every different thing. And my um, disruptive inner circle is disruptivedare.com, where we do really fun challenges all in the space, you know, like every week. Actually, this week we're talking about like different ways to overcome both sugar and stress addictions, because I believe the one and the both go hand in hand. Yeah, of course. Nice. Of course they do. Well, awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. We'll have thank a part two in the future. Thank you, guys. Yes. Thank you, all guys. Bye.